So this is the part three of the rise of Rangers. And Chris Toner, take the reins, my man. Uh, where we left off was we were speaking about Brendan Rodgers when he left Celtic. And uh, you gave your thoughts on that. Yeah, I did, yeah. So, um, like, so obviously, yeah, it's on you go. Sorry, Chris. I was just going to say, um, the lead up to that old firm, first old firm after Rodgers went away, there was the two draws against Hibs and Kilmarnock, and then there was that old firm. The, the old firm, uh, the 2-1 game, where Celtic yeah. won 2-1. And, uh, yeah, that was a game where... That was make or break in our season, where if we really wanted to give Celtic a proper challenge, we had to win that. And the uh, first half, the first, like, 15 minutes or so, we played okay. And, David, you can remember when Morelos took Scott Brown's bait and they <laughs> basically, like, slapped him, got sent yeah. off. And you, you, the, the image is still in my head to this day, actually, where Morelos Mar- is walking past Brown and Brown is howling, laughing <laughs> at him. And he was like, you've took my bait. You've done exactly what I wanted you to do. Yeah, I mean that's exactly what Scott Brown is pretty much known for. Like he's a, he's a he's an amazing career and everything, but he's so good at winding up opponents. And the fact that Morelos is as physical and he cares so much about his like his performance so much, like Brown Brown doesn't think you have to do that much to wind him up. And ultimately it gets Morelos, he's like billion Fred card in his lifetime. <laughs> Yeah, but like obviously, that, I think that was a turning point for Morelos. That was a major wake up call. But like on terms of the game, um, I, at that point, I thought the game was completely gone, right? But the Rangers players mm-hmm. didn't give up. They really didn't. And then Ryan Kent scored a tremendous goal, like unbelievable. Because I remember we were stuck for strikers to put up front, so we're just like, you know what, stick Ryan Kent up top, and it it done well. He done well in terms of the circumstances. Honestly, he that was probably like the first game where I was instantly like, okay, this man has some serious potential to go on for in this game. Like Rangers were so dead and buried. Like I remember right after that red card, because it was like well, it was like it was in the first half. So after that, I thought it was instantly over. But Ryan Kent does Ryan Kent things and he made Lustig dragged all second half and with ten men, that just says all. Um, yeah, he, he brought hope back, but ultimately, yeah, Celtic did what Celtic best during that season and found a way. Yeah, so, like, towards the end of the game, James Tavenier makes a very slack pass, and I, I can't recall who pounced on it, but the ball went to James Forrest. Forrest buried it. Celtic got a last-minute winner. It was a real so one to take. And then you obviously seen the Ryan Kent and Scott Brown bust up where Ryan Kent jabbed him. <laughs> Let's be honest. Ryan Kent, Ryan Kent is my height, right? And he flares Scott Brown. What does that tell you? <laughs> Scott Brown's about, about, I would say, just six foot, right? He's a very, a very, he's got a big presence about him. He's a big guy in the sense, like, physically, in, in, when it comes to the shoulders. Ryan Kent is built like me, right? Very skinny guy. And he flares Scott Brown. <laughs> What what a hard man Scott Brown is, eh? I mean, I just, as I said, that just shows Ryan Kent's character and determination to just always wanting to win. I mean, I remember that picture won that picture went viral on social media. Um, and like I, I say it's for a good reason. I, I never condone violence, anyone, but that that 
like even like that was just like funny to look at. Like, um, I mean, to be fair, Celtic probably had the last laugh because they won the game in the end. But I mean, I just I think that must have pegged Scott Brown down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because do you know, ever since that old firm, Chris, you can probably attest to this too. Ever since that old firm, Scott Brown has not been the same. He's not been the wind-up merchant that we all know that he is. He's not been as vocal because that game, he just went wild where he was trying to wind up every Rangers player, you know. Yeah. And then even after the game where he went up to the Rangers fans to gloat, and, and obviously the Rangers players were not happy about it. Um, but would you agree with that, Scott Brown, after that old firm game, he was never the same wind-up merchant. He was never, he was different, I would say. True, I mean, I guess when you're going to get that de- twice a game for like goat and other players, then you're bound to take a bit of a s- step back and not be as much of your usual winding up merch itself. Yeah. And um, obviously Rangers lost that game. Season was done at that point, right? And we we, we, we played Celtic uh, at Parkhead. Uh, no, sorry, not Parkhead. Sorry, Ibrox. Sorry, we played Celtic, Celtic Ibrox where we beat them 2-0. And that was a game where Rangers fans are like, right, they're not as good as they think they are. We really hope they're, they're going to appoint Neil Lennon. And David, would you agree with this? Like, see, after that game, were you were you in the same like mindset as me where you're like, okay, Celtic aren't all that special, right? We can take them. Oh, 100%. This was... This was... This was very. This was towards the end of the season. This game and like an old firm games. Like no matter what stages, it it's always a massive statement. And this was probably my solidifying moment where a year prior, Steven Gerrard really did do wonders. Like it was at this moment I actually said, "We can win this league next year." And I generally, I genuinely believed at that point. During the summer, if we recruited well and brought depth, we were definitely on par with Celtic after all the years of torture and embarrassment. Um, That was really the biggest hope towards the end of the season that probably Rangers fans remember from that season. Yeah, absolutely. Because I remember that day. It was was an absolute beautiful day. The sun was, like, shining. It was fantastic. And... uh, it gave me real hope that day. I was like, even though the league was done, I was I had some belief that right, we can actually challenge them next season. They're nothing special, you know. And uh, Celtic obviously went on to do the, I think it was the the was that this I the treble treble. They yeah, went treble, on to do the treble treble. Neil Lennon got the job, and obviously David Rangers fans were ecstatic the fact that Neil Lennon got the job full time uh, on a permanent basis, um, because. We knew the writing was on the ball, and we will come to that later on on this episode. But the fact he got offered it in the showers speaks volumes, doesn't it, Chris? Yeah, I mean, um, coming back after that game and hearing I knew Lennon's been offered the job, and I was like, that way, see no time. And then when I heard it was Peter Wall in the showers after the game with bottles of champagne, I was just like, cringe. Yeah, not professional at all, so... We go on to the 2019-2020 season, and uh, Chris. Yeah, that was with this season. Yeah. A very the COVID season, shall we say? Yeah, um, we didn't know it at the time, but yeah. And anyway, started off there was some 
big moves on the way out as well. Lee Wallace, what was your take on Lee Wallace leaving for Queen's Park Rangers on a free? That's a very good question, Chris. Very good question. Um, Lee Wallace leaving. Um, I, I, everyone knows uh, that I love Lee Wallace. He was a fantastic servant at Rangers. And uh, he could have went down south uh, when we went when we went down to the, the third division. But he decided, decided to stay with us, you know. And he was a real leader. So he was a great player. Um, but towards the end of his career, I could see, obviously, his legs were going a wee bit. He was not the same player he once was. That's expected when you get older. Um, but when when, he, when Gerard first came in, Gerard was raving about him, like literally raving about him. He was like, I want a fit Lee Wallace. Lee Wallace is a great player. Then out of nowhere, his opinion completely changed where Lee Wallace was the fourth choice left back at the club. And Stephen Gerrard even spoke about that at the AGM, where he was basically saying, he was honest about it, fair play, I love that about Gerrard. He was like, Lee Wallace basically is not good enough to be in the team right now. And, and I was like, like, come on, like, Lee Wallace is better than John Flanagan at left back. Let's be, let's be brutally honest, right? John Flanagan is a right back, he's not a left back, right? So I found that bizarre. And uh, I thought he should have got a better send-off. I think the reason why he was blacklisted and treated the way he was, was because of the whole thing with him and Kenny Miller that happened in 2018, where they, they sued Rangers over what happened with the bust-up of Graham Murty. So I, I, at that point, I felt as though Gerard got influenced by the board to get Lee Wallace out of the club ASAP, you know. But David, what's your take on Lee Wallace? Um, I think he's. I think he's a legend is a strong word, but just the way that I just said he he st- he stuck with us for the whole journey through thick and thin, all the way back up to the top. Um, like to me, it's it's kind of like a Andy Halliday incident, but. Lee, Lee Wallace, like, I I just wish he did get the send off he really did deserve because he him he was he was Mister Rangers like for the whole like journey going back like he stuck by us through thick and thin, and I think fans should probably never forget him. I think he was right where I'm not gonna lie, he probably wasn't Rangers standards anymore, and actually as I said, I actually like that about Gerard because taking away pride and like how much Rangers fans love a person. He just wasn't the future anymore. Um, so I, I understand from that perspective why he went. Um, and also he wants to, he wants to play games. Like he's, he's getting old now. He's, he wants to play as much games as possible. And um, so sitting on the bench to John Flanagan, as you said, um, but yeah, I, I just think, I just wish he got the send off. He deserved, um, and I think, yeah, he's a. I think he, I, I wouldn't say he's like a like legend as in like an amazing player, but a legend as in he stuck for us all. Yeah, that'll never like be forgotten, right? I remember I put a tweet up after we reached St. Mirren the other week, right? Where we basically knew the league title was done, right? We, everyone, it was done for months, but this is the yeah. weekend where we knew it's going to be official, right? And I put a tweet up and it was a video of Lee Wallace after we beat Hibs in the championship 2 0. And uh, this was under Stuart McCall. And there was rumours uh, going uh, going around in the press that Lee Wallace is going to leave. And Wallace went up to the, 
the Rangers fans. You remember this, David, very well. Went up to Rangers fans, basically kissing the badge, doing yeah. all that, and said, like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Trust me, I'm not leaving. And uh, that shall never be forgotten. Because when we won the league, David, you think back to the players that you're like, I wish that player was here for 55. Mm. And Lee Wallace is a, the, the one player I really do wish was here for that 55. You know, I really do. Because... Right. As, as we're saying, he, yes, he's he was past it. He, he's not, he wasn't the same player. Um, but I felt as though it could have been a decent uh, like squad player. But as you said, as, as you said too, that the fact that he was getting older and he wants to play games, he doesn't want to be sitting on the bench, you know. So yeah, like lovely Wallace, absolute legend, great guy. <laughs> <laughs> too right. So moving on, I'll just brush over a couple of departures before I get to the good stuff from that season. Um, Kyle Lafferty, he was another notable departure off to Sarpsborg in Norway. Yeah. Um, Kyle Lafferty, Kyle Lafferty, man. Yeah, no, that would have been not I, as hard I for love, you to be honest, but... I, I love Kyle Lafferty, honestly. Like, see, when I found out, David, when he came back, I was buzzing, like, literally... <laughs> Like, I was, like, see me and the boys in Ayanapa in 2018, we were singing Kyle song non-stop, <laughs> non-stop, and it was winding up everybody, right? And uh, I, I was over the moon he came back, but it just did not work out. He was, apparently, he was, his training was terrible, he's very lazy, and Gerard doesn't like lazy people, but... What was your thoughts overall when you spelled David? Obviously, it was disappointing, but what's your take? Um, I actually had high hopes because, like, ever since ever since he left Rangers um, after they got demoted, um, I didn't really pay attention that much to him. I just knew that he played with Dybala for a couple of seasons, um, but I didn't really follow him. So I was expecting, like, Kill Lafferty v. Kilmarnock in 2011 standards, where he scored, like every goal in the first half to win the title. Um, but, yeah, that just, that just wasn't the case at all, really, was it? No, <laughs> it was, not um, It was pretty shocking. The only, the only game I can remember him being good in really was... Villarreal. Yeah, Villarreal, exactly, yeah. Him and Glenn Milton, the only time I actually ever saw them do anything, really, at mm. Rangers. Um, and even as a squad play, like, he didn't really make much impact either. You think, like, with his size and what he did with Rangers in the past, like he would be the most experienced player going forward, but he just seemed like a little boy towards the end of it. And I think it was right that he, he got he got to move on because Stephen, like what I just said about Lee Wallace, Stephen Gerrard has standards, and if he was slacking in training, he dead weight. Ah, he doesn't want dead weight. He wants committed fighters for the badge. As as much as I think Lafferty love, loves Rangers, I just think he was past it. Yeah, because we've seen how well they've done at Hearts and when we signed them, I was very excited about it. Because under even under Craig Levine, right, he was thriving. He was banging goals in left, right and centre. Scored against Celtic a couple of times, uh, like when he was mm. at Hearts. I was very, I was very optimistic, and then it just did not work out. And when Lafferty came into Rangers, we all knew he, he was going to be like second or third choice striker because Morelos was the main man, you know, mm. and he accepted that. But anytime he did get an opportunity, didn't take it. 
No, I never did. Never did. I just wish... Ugh, it's so sad, like, when you look at, like, all the players that came back, for, like, from, like, before, like, the Rangers demoting happened, the only player that's really kept the standards is Stephen Davis. And McGregor. Oh, and McGregor, exactly. And he's just signed a new one-year deal. I know, but I mean, it's buzzing. <laughs> and also, congrats to Stephen Davis for being the most capped UK player. What a week for Rangers players in general. What a year. Um, but anyway, let's go back to this year. Um, um, uh, yeah. 19. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah he, just, he just didn't hit the standards. Yeah, just brush over on our couple of other departures from that summer. Um, don't need to go into details on these ones, but Daniel Candace went away to Turkey. Graham Dorans, bit of a flop at Rangers, went to Dundee, uh, and Joe Dodo, another notable one, down to Bolton. But, um, yeah, built, went to build on a strong season. He was brought back the aforementioned Stephen Davis, a um, couple other signings, Joe Aribo, Philip Hellander, Brandon Barker, and Ryan Kent became permanent. Yeah, right. you see what you're saying about Daniel Candace, right? That was a I was disappointed to see him go because he was a he was a good player for us, right? And Pedro actually signed him. And him and Tavenier had unbelievable chemistry, right? David can attest to that too. He those two had great chemistry. And see when when Candace left, you seen a void uh, in that right hand side with Tav. Tav was like Tav, even though he had he got some decent goals and some good assists on the in the 2019-2020 season, but he was not the same player in, in the terms of he was making a lot of daft individual mistakes. But what's your taking that day? Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I was I was gutted when he left. Daniel Candice. Yeah, he wanted absolutely... more game time. Uh, he wanted more game time because Gerard can guarantee him that, and then he was like, "Okay, I'm sorry, but I need to go." Uh, was that was that when Ojo started playing week in week out? Yep. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. <laughs> now I was gutted because honestly, right, I don't think I've ever seen a winger with that much like fitness. <laughs> like he was basically a defender at some points. He would just run about crazy, and I feel like even as a squad player, like that would be amazing to have. Like people, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, like the fact that. Yeah, he wanted more game time, whereas Ojo. We'll definitely come to him soon, man. We'll come to him soon. Um, but I'm um, uh, like, obviously like we started the season off beating Kamarnock two one, right? It was a very scrappy game, so it was uh, it was not a great game at all. We just edged it, but we bounced back from a scrappy performance. We made Horst Hibs six one. And that was right before I was going to Zante, by the way. Like, right before I was going to Zante, we horsed Hibs 6-1. And I think everyone who listened to Scott score knows my feelings on Hibs. So that was a, a brilliant send-off for Scott Bradley to go to Zante. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then, obviously, we played St Mirren, beat, beat them 1-0 comfortably. Um, big G-man, Graham McCormack, would have been raging. And then, we'll come to this one, Chris, where... Yep. The 2-0 defeat. The 2-0 defeat to Celtic where Rangers were terrible and Steven Gerrard got his team selection horribly wrong. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, what was uh, I forget the lineup myself, but uh, yeah, wasn't a very good selection, was it? No, it was not at all. David, do you remember that game fondly? <laughs> or is that out your memory? <laughs> um, it's probably the least one I remember the most. Is that when uh, Defoe started up front? That was, yeah. Oh, yeah, because Mer- yeah, yeah, that was when Defoe started up front. And then, yeah, Jordan Jones got red carded. Yeah, that was the game where Jordan yeah, that was, um... shot himself in the foot. Where it made no sense. I, I honestly, right, Jordan Jones, man, like the guy is actually talented, right? Let's be honest. We all know he mm-hmm. is. He's got the talent. He's a decent player. He's his own worst enemy. But right, he goes in for that challenge. There was no need to go in for that challenge, right? Nothing area of the pitch, right? Game's done. We're getting beat two 0 He goes in for that challenge. Sent off and he injures himself in the process and he's out for the season basically. Like how stupid can you be? You know? And then he doesn't help himself where Rangers are on course to win the league, right? And he goes to a gaff with Edmondson for like no why go to a gaff where do, does did he really think that no one was gonna expose him? Or a Rangers players at our gaff are gonna keep it a secret, not a chance. Like that people are gonna expose that. And he just shot himself in the foot. That's why he's at Sunderland this season. What What do you think goes through their minds when they do that? But like they like they know like their their standards at Rangers. Everyone's got their eyes on them. Like the whole world, to be honest, because this is ten in a row stopping. What What do you think goes through their minds when in a pandemic, they Jordan Edinson and Jordan Jones say to have a gaff? I just think they're to be honest, mate. To Put it very bluntly. I think they're Rangers fans. Exactly. Like, like, obviously, anytime they play for Rangers, they give their all. They love the club, but I just think they're stupid. Let's be honest. They are just like put it very brutally. They are just daft. That's what it is. Do you think they have futures? The futures at Rangers. Um, good question. Um, Edmondson. Yes, I do because Edmondson does have talent. He'll be given a second chance. From what I've seen with Jones at Sunderland, he's doing all right. He's uh, been putting in some good performances. So I think they'll come back to pre-season. Gerard will assess. Well, as I said, Emerson will get a, ch- a second chance. He will. He'll assess Jones, see how he does in pre-season. And uh, that's, that's what will determine his future. So it's, I don't know about Jones, but Emerson, yes, 100%. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yep. So digressing slightly there, guys, but um, back to it. Um, continued strong domestically in that season at that point. Um, had a good European run, got out of a difficult group in Europe, shall we say? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Dave. Like, you know, um, see the group that we got out of? Like, it was a very tough group and um, a, t- a group with Porto in it, right? And uh, Dave, obviously, I'll, uh, I'll come to you with this one. Like the fact that we beat Porto at home, Porto, who won the Portuguese league later on that season, beat them at home <clears> and <throat> drew with them away from home. That speaks volumes, man. Like that is unbelievable. Like that does not get spoken about enough. Porto knocked out Juventus with the best player in the world in their team, like in Juventus's team, Ronaldo. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I'd probably say that was the the standout 
game for that season. Like that was when I realized how far we've actually come because they are their team at that time. I mean, even now it's even better than that team now. But their team at the time was like a hundred million more than us. <laughs> and the fact that we—it's not even the fact we bet them, Scott. We we did in both games we pretty much were even or played them off the park. I think Pepe still has nightmares of Morelos still play. to this day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because he remember he got injured. Um, uh, but yeah, that was that was really eye-opening. And the fact that, like I just said, it, it, Porto went on to win the Portuguese league, who by no means is an easy league at all. Like, I, I, as you said, I just think it speaks volumes to the Rangers team at that time that they shouldn't have done that, but they did. Yeah. Like, finishing, like, second place with nine points, just one point off Porto is an unbelievable achievement. I need to mention this, by the way, before I forget. The fact that like, you see that game against Legia Warsaw, we had Mariela score at the last minute with Arthur Boric in the Legia Warsaw crowd. <laughs> what a feeling it was, by the way. Like, that... The, that you should honestly, man, you should have heard the stadium like being there. It was an unbelievable feeling, and obviously at that time we went, well, we all went to college together. Now we're at uni. I I don't recall me being in college the next day after that one, <laughs> or or many Thursdays, many Fridays after. Oh, uh, oh exactly, man. It's either Scott Bradley will be off after a European game, or you'll come in late. Either one of the two, that's what will happen. <laughs> if Scott Bradley comes in early, the one time I did come in early, which we'll come to, um, we'll, I'll save that for a bit later. But yeah, yeah. Like, finishing out that group was great. And the fact that we only lost one game, and that was against Young Boys. And Dave, let's be brutally honest about it, that was due to James Tavenier's, like performance. Like He made two daft mistakes. And that's where, see, at that point, that's where Tav is being made a proper scapegoat by the Rangers support. Well, he got he and got it was absolutely. Oh, it was no, he got absolutely slaughtered. For that. Like people were literally were going as far as to say, "Get out of my club!" Like it was crazy. Them, like yeah, like yeah, he he was absolutely shocked in that game, and he probably knows that right himself. But the the man is the man has been um, amazing for Rangers, well, and everyone's yeah, I agree now. Yeah, hundred percent. Ah, he, he's he, he he he's made two mistakes, and the fact that he was made scapegoat for basically ruining near nearly our chances, like it's understandable, but it's also like it's a team game at the end of the day. Like we Rangers could have done more. Like that young boys team were there for the taking. No, no, I agree, hundred percent, man. Okay, so back to the domestic stuff um, I know you won't like me bring this one up but it was a massive massive talking point and quite a standout point of the season um, the League Cup final oh no, <laughs> oh, no. can we wrap this up quickly <laughs> no oh man I'm dreading this one so Dave honestly one of the sorest defeats I've ever experienced, 100%. And that was one of the sorest defeats I've ever experienced where it was, we were unbelievable that game. Unbelievable. We were superb. We battered Celtic that game, battered them, right? We get a penalty. 
Barella <laughs> steps up, misses. Celtic score, right? And the goal was offside. Julian was clearly offside. And they somehow won it. And um, Chris, you were in the early doors for this one, right? What was it like when I came into college the, the day after that horrendous cup final? Yeah, you were just like, head, I think you come in just head down, not looking at any, no gauge, no eye contact with anybody, um, just head down, quiet, sat in silence. Dave, see as the day went on, because college is 9 till 4, how much did I go on about that bloody cup final? You went on about too much because I I just wanted it to be a distant memory <laughs> from from my mind at that point, and I still do. I, I I still think Celtic should have a statue for Fraser Foster. <laughs> yeah, like don't get don't get me wrong, Foster was superb on the day. He was he was tremendous, but the fact that this, it was like it was like Dave, if you had to compare it to something, it's like one of those games in FIFA where you're playing someone who's really bad, right? At FIFA, right? And they somehow managed to nick a result like that. That that's the way they would nick a result where you're all over them, and they somehow get a fluky goal, and then this they win. That's what I would compare it to. Like a, it's like a scripted FIFA result. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I mean, oh, it's it's just I I I've never seen a Rangers team dominate an old firm that much, and then the next day the Rangers fans are basically the memes <laughs> for the whole week. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, it's just one of the worst days in recent minds, I'll tell you that for free. Like, see Ryan Jack after the game, do you remember the photo of Ryan Jack crying on Stephen Gerrard's arm? That's, <laughs> like, that, that's how much it meant to Rangers. Was I, like, a lot of people are trying to take the piss out of Ryan Jack for doing that, but I, it just shows how much Ryan Jack cares and how much the team cares. Like the fact that like we came that close, we were all over them, and we, we just we, we, the Rangers didn't bottle it far from it. It was just the fact that nothing went right for us that day at all. You know, I agree, I agree. And you have to also remember, like, yeah, like he got funneled because he was crying, but this was Rangers' pretty much first trophy in years. Also, to stop Celtic from winning, like the what was that, the treble, treble, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, like that one. Handing it over Zoom, so it doesn't really count. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that, like I just like it was such a big game, and the fact that we dominated that much, and Celtic still got the silver at the end. I, 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 you just couldn't write it. Really, it was just. Oh, yeah. Oh. But that day, though, we were just like, that's when we were like, he can actually go on and win this title, like Celtic are on level with us basically yeah I mean I, honestly I'll be I'll be honest we'll get up to the the next old firm game in a second I I actually thought after that game even though we lost I thought we were favorites purely because I saw the emotion that the Rangers players had towards losing I thought they would be so determined to make it right and the fact that we know we we can be so much better than them I actually thought it was it wasn't in our hands but we had a very good chance of winning it mm-hmm. no 100% David 